mental as mental health and wellness is a touch of the Lord. We're praying for Rick and Steve when a man fall asleep. Praying for another unspoken prayer request. Praying for Jack Paul family. Praying for an unspoken. Praying for families who caused the mourn this week. Praying for our senior pastor today who laid his grandmother to rest yesterday. And so we're praying for strength for him and his family also. Can we lift our hands this morning as we pray? Our Father, we thank you today for the awesome presence that we feel in your house this morning. We thank you, dear Lord, that you have met us here today. God, we know, Lord, you're not finished with us yet, Lord. God, I pray right now for the need that was mentioned, dear God. Lord, you know each person, Lord, you know the heart of each person, you know them individually. You know, dear God, exactly what is needed in this situation today. Lord, we pray, dear God, that you will begin to heal. God, you begin to save. God, you begin to transform. God, you begin to break the chains of bondage this morning. God, we just pray right now that the Holy Spirit will meet these people right where they are. We pray for the presence of God right with us around them. God, we pray for the peace that passes all understanding, Lord, to be with the families, Lord, that lost a loved one this week. We pray for the comfort of the Holy Spirit right now to come around them and to comfort them where they are right now. God, we pray for the remainder part of the service. God, we pray for Pastor Jared has come through the Word. God, I pray this morning that you would bless him. God, I pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost this morning. God, I pray for the power of God today. I pray for freedom. I pray for liberty in the house of the Lord this morning. God, I pray that the Word will be received, Lord, this morning. God, I just pray right now that people will be changed. Lives will be changed this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit today. And God, we give you praise this morning for you are worthy of it all. We ask in the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
His presence this morning. Amen. I feel really the presence of the Lord this Praise morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just love the feeling of comfort when I'm in the presence of the Lord. Feeling of peace when I'm around people of God that are worshiping. It's important that we worship while in the presence of the Lord. So this morning I ask all the children if they would come to the front. We're going to pray for the children. All the children this morning, if you would come to the front, we're going to pray with you. Thank you, Jenna and musicians, for leading us in the worship this morning. Pastor Wood is away on holidays. Of course, his holiday, I guess, was interrupted. He laid his grandmother to rest yesterday in Carolina. But let's make sure we continue to bear him up in prayer. Uh, he will be back this week, but let's continue to pray for him. I'm sure that he would appreciate that at this time. This morning, I want to preach a message that the Lord has laid very strongly on my heart for this congregation this morning. 
I believe, oh, I pray that this message is for someone or more than likely more than one that is sitting under the sound of my voice this morning. The title of my message has been confirmed in this service. The title of my message is The Holy Spirit Gives Us Freedom. <laughs> if you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me to a familiar passage that is found in the book of Acts chapter 16. Book of Acts chapter 16. We'll begin to read at verse 16. Here's what it says. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great, great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar. By advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into a prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their, stock, their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was, an earthquake. there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison was shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up when he saw the prison doors. He drew his sword and he was about to kill himself because he thought the prison had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for the lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'm inviting this congregation to join me in prayer this morning. I believe this message is indeed, I don't say that facetiously for something to say. I say this believe this message is indeed for someone in this congregation this morning. I want you to pray that the Lord would help me to deliver it today. Join me in prayer, would you? Father, we thank you today. That we can come to you. Lord, you give us strength in our weakness. Lord, you anoint us to do your work. I pray, Lord, today for this congregation that will sit under the sound of my voice and hear this message that you have placed on my heart. I pray that the Holy Spirit would have its way. Your power would flow through me and into the hearts and lives of those who would listen. For, Lord, I believe that there are those here. They're not free, but you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, want to do that work in their lives today. So, Lord, I pray that you give me strength. Open the hearts of your people to hear what it is you want to say today. We ask these things in your name. And everyone who believes said, Amen. Free feels really good. Was well, a hashtag that caught my attention trending on Twitter a few weeks ago. For those of you that may be unfamiliar with what Twitter is, it is an online news and social network service 
whereby users post and interact with messages. People use it to state their opinions, to share news articles, and for advertising. This particular hashtag that caught my attention was used for advertising. The company PC Financial was advertising their MasterCard how when you use it, you would earn points and get free rewards. <laughs> this particular commercial that I watched had this guy standing in the kitchen and very excitedly throwing cake mix in the air and the narrator went on to say, free feels really good, even when it's just free cake mix. Earn free groceries fast with PC Financial MasterCard. It struck me kind of funny at the time, but I think we can all agree that free really does feel good. We all enjoy getting stuff for free, and the church said amen. <laughs> we enjoy free meals. One guy from back home said, everything tastes better when it's free. We enjoy going to get one free deals. We enjoy when someone gives us a gift or something for free. Simply put, we enjoy getting things for free. We enjoy getting things for free even when we have to spend more money to get them, AKA bonus air miles. <laughs> Isn't that right, my love? <laughs> I remember when PC Optimum, I'm sure some of you are familiar with that, PC Optimum first came out about a year ago or so with a point system Whereby you spend money and if you use their car at Esso or Dominion or Shop or Drug Mart, you would get points that could be used for future purchases. Jenna, of course, signed up for it. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, that's a pretty good deal. Unless you're married to me. And you buy things at these stores and you forget to use the car. So my wife's first question to me when I was going to these stores, and, and she would know because she knows everything that I does. My, first, my wife's first question to me the next time she saw me wasn't how are you or how was your, how was your day? It was, did you use a PC Optimum once now? <laughs> at which, because I know that it goes, at which I would hesitantly say, no. So I knew what was coming. I don't think there was anything that I could have done at that point to make her any more disappointed in the eyes of my wife. But anyways, I got my act together and began using the card, and Dominion at Christmas this year was pretty good. <laughs> but that's the reality. We all love getting stuff for free. Why do you think people like Costco so much? I mean, sure, the ball bottoms are at a decent price is pretty great, but the free samples is what people really love. I've heard so many people say, I can't wait to go to Costco. And I would say, what, great deals on a Costco? And they would say, yeah, but I'm actually looking forward to the free samples. I was talking to my brother-in-law this past week, and of course, I'm sure many of you know that he's opened a new Costco in St. John's on Galloway, I think that's how you pronounce it. And he sent me a picture of my nephew, Levi, in Costco, and he was just talking about his having been to the new Costco. And my first question was, how was the free samples? They care about the deals. But the reality is we enjoy free things. But the reality is as residents in this country of Canada and the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, we don't just enjoy things that are free, we actually get to enjoy freedom. Which is something that people in other parts of the world may not get to experience. A month ago, yesterday on June 6th, we honored and remembered D-Day, which is in short, was during World War II, World War II, and it was the largest seaborne invasion in history, and it began the liberation of Western Europe from the control.
control of the Nazis. In fact, it was stated at our past prayer conference in June by the speaker that it was because of D-Day that the whole world was saved and freed from an unspeakable evil. You see, many times we take our freedom for granted, but folks, if it wasn't for the brave men and women, we wouldn't have what we have today. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for the freedom that we have in Canada and in this province, Newfoundland Labrador. But folks, in a spiritual sense, there is someone else that brings us freedom as well, and that is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings freedom from sin. The Holy Spirit brings freedom from the past, freedom from failures, freedom from mistakes, freedom from fear, freedom from anxiety, freedom from depression, freedom from sickness and disease, freedom from addiction. The reality is the Holy Spirit brings freedom, and this freedom isn't just for the church, it's for everyone. The Holy Spirit wants to bring freedom to every heart and life so they may experience the life more abundantly that Jesus Christ promised. Sadly though, it's apparent that many, whether they realize it or not, are not experiencing the freedom that the Holy Spirit gives. Maybe it's because you have yet to open up their heart and begin their relationship with Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to do that liberating work in their lives. Maybe they are a believer and have failed to truly let go and allow the Holy Spirit to take complete control of their lives. Or maybe they are a believer but fail to believe that God through the power of His Holy Spirit can truly set them free. However you want to chalk it up, it doesn't change the reality that there are many people in our society and churches and some sitting in this one today that are not truly free. I've shared this before, but I want to share it again. I recently read a book that was written by a pastor in the United States regarding this topic and this is what he wrote. The emails keep increasing in number. The online prayer site is teeming with requests. The circumstances may be different, but the desperation in their voice is the same. Here are a few examples. From North York, Canada, I have severe depression. I want healing. I want to be free. Pray for me. I can't eat or sleep. Please pray for freedom. From New York, USA, pray for Alicia. Pray that she will be free from a depressed spirit and low self-esteem. From Queens, USA, pray for my son who is addicted to substance abuse. Pray that he will be set free in the name of Jesus. New Westminster, Canada, pray for my nephew. He is severely depressed. He is only 12 years old. Pray for deliverance and salvation. From Colorado, please pray for me as I'm living a compromised life, enslaved to my own desires and lusts. I want to be free and serve the Lord. The pastor goes on to say in this book, the prayer requests come in from all around the world, and the trouble immense and seemingly insurmountable. Depression, anxiety, poverty, divorce, addiction, substance abuse, pornography, lust, lonely people, the list can go on and on. Folks, let's be real for a moment. And I don't mean this in a judging manner, but you haven't got to look very far outside the walls of this church this morning to find someone who isn't free and in a spiritual prison. In fact, I would guess that as I was highlighting those different categories, probably someone you know came to your mind because there are people all around us that are struggling with mental illness, there are people all around us that are struggling with addiction, struggling with bitterness, anger, worry, fear, this can go on. Well, the reality is, we haven't got to look outside this assembly this morning to find people that are truly free. This morning, I am sure that there are people sitting within these walls that are feeling trapped inside of some sort of prison. And you aren't sure 
if you would ever find your freedom. But this morning, I want to encourage you. I want to preach a message that God has laid on my heart. The Holy Spirit brings freedom. Amen. As we look into our text this morning, I pray the word will come alive into your hearts, just as it did for the three individuals in our text. The first individual I want to look at, the Holy Spirit brought freedom to was the jailer. We'll pick it up in verse 29, which says, The jailer called for the lights, <laughs> rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. We're not given a whole lot of information about this man, other than the fact that he was in charge of those that were placed under his watch in this particular prison. We're not sure how old he was. We don't know his interests or his hobbies. But one detail about his life is particularly clear, and that is he didn't serve the Lord. And because he didn't serve the Lord, like those who surrounded him were in a physical prison, he was in a spiritual prison. Because of his sin, he was lost, bound to it, lost eternally, separated from, forever from the presence of God. He had no hope. But on this particular night, that was going to change because of an encounter with the Holy Spirit as he was going to bring this jailer freedom. Because of the violent earthquake that just transpired, the jailer who was having a good nap for himself awoke only to find all the prison doors open and the prisoners chained, including Paul and Silas's, had all been broken. He assumed that all the prisoners had fled for their freedom. The jailer became very troubled. In fact, so troubled to the point that he was going to take his own life. Because at that time, if prisoners escaped, the jailer under whose watch this transpired would face capital death. However, from inside the prison cell, Paul calls out to them, informing him that there is no need to take this course of action because all of the prisoners were still present and accounted for. Now a new emotion fell over the jailer that caused him to fall trembling before Paul and Silas, asking them the question, what must I do to be saved? And this emotion was a conviction and the drawing of the Holy Spirit. One commentator stated these words, the jailer's fear of losing his job and perhaps his life gave way to deep conviction of sin and drawing to God as he was afraid to meet God in his current condition. In answer to the question, Paul tells him to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And in verse 34, we see that he took Paul at his word, obeying the conviction and drawing of the Holy Spirit. As it says, he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. The jailer went from being in a spiritual prison to being free in an instant. No longer was he bound to a lost eternity. No longer was he imprisoned by his fears of what death would bring. No longer was he enslaved because of his sin and his past. But at that moment that he called upon the name of Jesus Christ, he was set free. But here's the reality. He would have never gotten to that moment if it was not for the drawing and the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. You see, the reality is, it is the Holy Spirit that gives us the freedom to serve the Lord. And that's my first point. Whether we realize or not, church, we who have a relationship with Jesus, we were all like this jailer. We were in a spiritual prison. We were bound for a lost eternity without Christ. We all had no hope, 
believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross to give us all spiritual freedom from the shackles of sin and hopelessness. And while today, we who have that relationship with Him are so ever grateful for what Christ did in that moment that we call upon Him. There was also a very important person at work in our lives, and it was the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit who opened our eyes to help us see our true condition and that we needed a Savior. It was the Holy Spirit that convicted us of our sin and began to draw us to the Father. Without the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we would have never gotten to the point of calling on the name of Jesus and we would still be in our spiritual prisons. But thank God, thank God that he sent the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said when he comes, he will convict the world of their sin. And he will draw us to the Father. And thank God this morning that no matter how many times we rejected, no matter how many times we put it off, the Holy Spirit never gave up on us until we Stop 
second character I want us to look at this morning is the female slave. Beginning in verse 16, Luke writes, Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we, met, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned, she earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the Spirit left her and she was free. Folks, the scene that Luke unfolds for us in this passage is one of a young girl who was enslaved by evil spirit, which gives her the ability to predict the future. And she would follow Paul and Silas and shout at them saying, These men are servants of the Most High God and are telling you the way to be saved. And she did this for days until the Bible says Paul became troubled. And that caught my attention as I was preparing for this message. So I had to dig into why Paul became troubled with this girl. And through my study, I came to understand that this troubling in Paul's heart over this young enslaved girl happened primarily for two reasons. The first reason is because what this young girl was saying was true. Paul was telling him the way to be saved. But Paul feared this coming from an enslaved evil spirit girl would hinder the effectiveness and the spreading of the gospel. The second reason that Paul felt trouble in his heart for this young girl is because of her condition. Paul recognized that this young girl was enslaved because of the power of the enemy. And he wanted to do something for her. He wanted to make a difference in her life. He wanted her to be free. And Paul recognized, however, that this would not come by his own effort, for his own strength. There's only one power source that brings true freedom to those in captivity, and that is the power of the Holy Spirit. And so he prays in the name of Jesus. And in that moment, God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, frees this young girl from her enslavement. As I was reading now, I was reminded of the reality that we look at our culture and society today, there are many people, whether they realize it or not, enslaved to something. I'm not suggesting that they are demon-possessed, though in some cases it may be a possibility. But I am suggesting that there are those whom the enemy has a stronghold on, and it manifests itself in different ways. There are people that are enslaved to addiction. They are enslaved to pleasure. They are enslaved to mental illness, they are enslaved to guilt, and the list could go on. The reality is, many people are in captivity today. The enemy has a strong grip on this society. But folks, I want us to understand from this morning that the Holy Spirit can, and he wants to set them free from whatever stronghold the enemy is holding them captive in. But here's where the rubber meets the road. He wants to use us to do so. Brings me to my second point. The Holy Spirit wants to use us to bring freedom to others. The reality is that we look at this scene in the text. Like every one of us, Paul had a choice to make. He could allow the Holy Spirit to use it to make a difference in this young girl's life, or he could have chosen to put up with it, could have complained about it, could have ignored it, could have told her just be quiet or try to get as far away from her as he could so that he wouldn't be bothered by it anymore. But Paul allowed his heart to feel what God's heart feels when he sees someone 
who's held in captivity. And this troubling moved him to a place where he had to do something. And the Holy Spirit flowed through him to set this young girl free. Let me ask you this question. Are you troubled? Are you troubled? When you look around you and you see so many, don't not hold our heads in the sand this morning. We, we, we all see it. We see so many are enslaved by the power of the enemy. Does it, does it bother you? Does it cause a stirring within your heart to you want to make a difference? Amen. It should. You ask the question, why? I'm always glad when you ask that question. Because as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are called to go into this hurting, broken, enslaved society and allow the Holy Spirit to use us so that He may be able to bring freedom to their lives. As a church, we need to feel God's heart again that's breaking for these people and allow His Holy Spirit to empower us to go into this world to make connections with these people and through our prayers for them and through our, how we live in front of them and the words that we speak make a difference in their lives. You would be amazed what God would do for your life when you give way to the Holy Spirit. Folks, I've come to understand this one thing. That this, I'm on this earth for a purpose. And it's not my purpose, it's His purpose. And when I allow the Holy Spirit to flow through my life, it makes a difference in someone else's. Let me ask you another question. Why did Jesus come? Did He come because He wanted to be famous? Did He come because He wanted to do a few good works and wow some people with miracles and have a few good stories that would be passed down from generation to generation? Did He come so that some wonderful songs would be written about Him? No! He came because there's a very real devil whose mission is to steal, kill, and destroy every living soul. But Jesus came so that this wouldn't be their fate. This wouldn't be their story. Jesus said the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have life more abundantly. And the more abundant life is a life of freedom. Jesus came and died on a cross to set people free from whatever shackle of hell that's holding them captive. He said in Luke 4, verse 8, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set the oppressed free. If you follow Jesus' life and ministry, you read many accounts of him doing these very things. But folks, Jesus said that when he went away, he was going to send the Holy Spirit to come and live inside of us. And he wasn't just going to give us the Holy Spirit for our own comfort and peace, but it was also that we might carry on his work and do even greater works. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. And we see through all the book of Acts how the Holy Spirit was used to set the spiritual captives free. And the same anointing and the same spirit that was on Christ that dwelled in the early church now dwells in you, the present day church. The spirit of the Lord is in you. And God has anointed you for such a time as this. To walk into this captive world and to make a difference in their lives and to see
see them set free by his power. Right. Folks, don't let the devil deceive you or convince you that in this last hour you can't make a difference for the kingdom. That your life can't be used to see the captive set free. That is nothing more than a lie to hold you back from stepping in and doing that all that God wants you to do today. Hear me. Hear me and hear me clear. You are the church. Yes. No one else. You are the church. It's not just the pastor. You are the church. You are Christ's representative in this world. And the Spirit of the Lord is in you. And he has anointed you to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and to shed the oppressed free. All you have to do is believe it. Open up your heart and allow the Spirit to fill you with his power and walk in obedience to him. And what is seemingly impossible in our minds will become possible by God's power flowing through us. Folks, I know this to be a reality. Many of you here know this, some of you don't. My parents separated when I was around seven or eight years old. Because of the hurt that's, that that separation caused for most of my teenage years, I was a very angry and bitter person. Spiritually speaking, I was held in captivity. I was not being who God wanted me to be. In grade 11, I had a friend who saw me in my condition for what it was. And something stirred his heart with the Holy Spirit to make a difference in my life. This friend invited me over every Monday night, and we would just hang out and do a Bible study. And as that relationship got stronger, we began to talk about the situation that I was in. And he would encourage me, offer me words of hope, and pray with me. And little by little, the Spirit of God began to do a work in my heart that set me completely free. But here's the point. My freedom came because someone took notice of my condition and wanted to make a difference in my life. Folks, we can be that person by the power of the Spirit for someone else. And the Lord wants to use us in that manner. Third and final scene that I want you to look at this morning is Paul and Silas in prison. You have time, I want you to read verses 19 26, but for sake of time, I'm not going to read them this morning. The scene that, scene that Luke unfolds for us here is that after the Holy Spirit had used Paul to set a young girl free, he was met by opposition as her owners would no longer be able to make money off her. Paul and Silas were brought before the magistrates, and the magistrates ordered them to his beat and placed in prison. The Bible describes something amazing that transpired, that the violent earthquake happened, and all the prisoners' chains were broken, and the, doors, the prison cell doors swung open wide. And folks, I want us to understand something, that just because we are believers does not mean that we, that whether by our own choices because of something completely uncontrollable, that we won't experience what feels like a prison. But I want you to know that we trust in the Lord, and we cry out to Him in the prison. He is well able to deliver us by His power. Which brings me to my third and concluding point. The Holy Spirit frees us from our personal prison. Let me ask you a personal question. Do you feel like you're in a prison today? Do you feel like you're in a situation or condition that there's just no way out of? No doubt, there are some of you here this morning that you came in this church feeling like you are indeed in a prison. You came here, you listened to the worship, 
Put a smile on your face, and when people ask how you're doing, you say, I'm doing, I'm doing great. You put on that front that everything is going well, but on the inside, in your mind, in your spirit, you feel like you're in a prison. Maybe you've been there for a long time, maybe it's just been a short time. But if you're there, and if you were to be honest with me in a one-on-one conversation this morning, you would tell me that you feel like there's no way you're getting out of this. You've tried everything that you know to try to escape this prison, but you just can't. Maybe it's because of the anxiety you deal with that floods your mind with thoughts that seem too hard to bear. Maybe it's because of depression you face that makes it hard to face every day. Maybe it's because life has become so overwhelming that your outlook has become very negative. Maybe it's because of the worry that runs through your mind at night. Maybe it's because of the fear that tries to cripple you every day. Maybe it's because of the habit that you're struggling with. But no matter what you do, you just can't seem to break free from it. I want you to know this morning, if I never came to say anything else, I came to say this. The Holy Spirit came and He wants to set you free. The Holy Spirit came and He wants to set you free. And I'm going to get personal with you this morning. Some of you have heard this, but there's many here this morning that have it. I told the Lord that I would always share this every time that I felt to do so. On October of 2017, something happened that I never thought would ever happen to me, and that is I woke in the middle of the night with a panic attack. This panic attack was so bad that I actually thought I was having a heart attack. I had no idea why or how it happened, but it did. And for the next several months, I dealt with panic attacks in the middle of the night. In fact, they were so bad that I actually dreaded going to bed every night for fear that I would experience another one. Not only did I begin to deal with panic attacks, I also began to experience what seemed like uncontrollable anxiety. And you need to understand that I was a pretty carefree person. I didn't worry about much stuff in my life. But in one night, like I told many people I talked to personally, it was like someone flicked the switch. In one night, everything changed. There were days my anxiety was so bad that all I could do was lie on the couch and cry. I felt so hopeless, I honestly felt like I was in a prison. There were many days I felt like it was never going to get any better than this, it was going to be this way forever. I would never be free. My wife and my family were in my corner all the way. And even when I didn't know if I would get through this, they believed that God could and would set me free. After seven or eight months of going through this, I remember I went to a service where someone shared a testimony of being set free from anxiety and depression. The thought came to my mind, if God did it for them, he can surely do it for me. And that following Sunday afternoon while lying on my couch, I said to myself, I don't have to take this anymore. I don't have to stay here in this prison. And as crazy as it may seem, I went to the cupboard, and I got the bottle of olive oil, and I anointed myself, and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, be free. And folks, I'm honest today, I would not say this just to be pretty. 
Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's worry. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's stress, anger, bitterness. Maybe it's a sin. Maybe it's something else. But whatever it is, this I do know that God wants to set you free. And the Holy Spirit is here to do it today. And folks, if you would just open up your hearts and you cry out to them, you will know. You will know for yourself when Jesus said, He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Should be a shout of praise in this house this morning. Amen. Don't be quiet. Shout to the Lord. Praise him this morning. Praise the Lord.
life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you don't have that relationship with Him. And you're not free because of your sin. I want you to know that Jesus Christ died on the cross to set you free. If you come and give your life to Him today, you will know the freedom and the joy that He gives. But there are others here. You are a believer. And my message resonated with you today. You're in a prison. Praise you, Jesus. God is here. God is here. God is here. And He's here to set you free. As we sing, if that's you, I want you to take that step. Come forward today. Nobody here is going to judge you. We want you to be free because we love you. We're the church. We're in this together. We're on the journey together. And we want you to be free. You're here today, you're not truly free in the Lord Jesus Christ. If we sing this again, step out. Ourself and